It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Who Dat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Bang Bang Niner Gang. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m., so that means you are tuning to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we got a good one dialed up for you this evening. Uh, we're going to talk uh, James Harden, um, some, some animosity going on there, and Philly definitely got to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about the, uh, the, the the elephant in the room, as, as, as E and I like to call it, which means it's the, the big story uh, of the uh, the week, and that's Michael Orr and the whole situation there, you know, the former uh, offensive tackle from the, uh, the Baltimore Ravens and the Carolina Panthers, and the whole the movie with the blind side of you living under a rock, ladies and gentlemen. Look that up for sure. Uh, we're going to uh, preview some uh, some some spotlighted games from uh, preseason number one, uh, week one there uh, for sure. And then we'll get into our – I want to talk Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel did something that um didn't see coming, and I, I thought that it was it was excellent, and I, and I hope we see a lot of other teams uh, fall suit into that. Uh, we'll definitely dive into that for sure. Dalvin Cook signs with the Jets. Zeke Elliott signs with the Patriots. Uh, we got a plethora uh, for you, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll get into, our, of course, our one-ticket segments. Got a new segment called Inbounds or Out of Bounds. Uh, dive into that. And, of course, we got our most popular segment, uh, E. Scott's entertainment segment at the end of the show. With that being said, let's bring in Mr. E. Scott. How are you doing this evening, my brother? Peace and blessings manifest with every lesson learned. If your knowledge were your wealth, then it would be well earned. If we were made in his image, then call us by our names. Most of the lakes do not believe in God, but they fear us just the same. <laughs> my man, my man. Always sliding through, <laughs> always sliding in with the best of them, man. Good stuff as always, man. You can stay on your toes with these guys. You never know what he's going to bring each and every week. Good stuff, brother. How are you doing this evening? Hey, I am well, okay. Well, just um, right. I'm glad football is back, and we yeah. don't have to try to fill two hours talking about cricket and badminton. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Scott, it's so funny you said that. I was watching it at the episode of Martin. It was the second. It was the first episode of the second season when he uh, he he was on his radio show and he couldn't think of any topics. He said he did a whole show on sea monkeys. Man, I did an entire show on sea monkeys. <laughs> hey, it's hard out here. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But like you said, we uh, we're we're here. Football is back, uh, so it's going to allow us to uh, to talk what we like to talk about, do what we do best, if you will. Uh, so with that being said, let's dive right into it. And uh, we got Mr. James Harden um, and the uh, and the Seventy Sixers and uh, and Daryl Morey, the GM of the Seventy Sixers. Uh, James uh, Daryl Morey first came out and said that um, uh, he has ended talks with teams as far as uh, trade talks with uh, for James Harden, and then shortly thereafter, uh, James Harden says that uh, Daryl Morey is a liar and he will never play for an organization that Daryl Morey is a part of. E, um, 
a lot of speculations going back and forth. A lot of people were saying that it was, um, it was, you know, he's only signed that player option, uh, meaning uh, James Hardy. He only signed that player option because he was under the impression that Philadelphia 76ers were going to trade him away. He, he made it clear, he made it abundantly clear before all of this took place that he no longer wanted to be a, a 76er. He wanted to, you know, go elsewhere. A lot of people rumored that he was going to Houston, the Houston Rockets. A lot of rumors were that, a lot of reports were he's going to go to the uh, L.A. Clippers. Nonetheless, um, he wasn't going to be a 76, and that's why he signed the uh, the, the, uh, the player option. E, all this comes out, and a lot of people were going back and forth. Well, James Harden, you should have got to be smarter than that. Or oh, Daryl Morey didn't promise you anything. What say you about this? What's your take on this whole situation, E? Well, I remember a show we did a while back. We were all kind of perplexed why Horton opted in. Because, you know, again, like we've said many times on this show, football and basketball work a little different. Football, Mm -hmm. it's normally a team option. NBA, it's usually a player option. And when a player opts in, pretty much he's taking the money that's on the table. That's usually how that works. But we knew James Harden didn't want to be in Philly. But then he right. opts in, and we were all confused by that move. So we all speculated, like, okay, well, there must be a deal. You know, basically, we thought Philly was trying to circumvent the salary cap, which is highly illegal. They can't do that. Right. You can't tell a player, you know, one thing and do whatever, whatever. But it seems like Philly reneged on the deal. <laughs> it seems yeah. a deal in place. Yeah. So when he opted in, it looks like Daryl Murray shopped him. He didn't get the offer that he wanted. He's like, all right, tell you what, then, hey, you you here. Like Detroit don't mm-hmm. bear Sanders. You either play here or you don't play anywhere. <laughs> but James Hart, Daryl Murray, James Harden was his boy. I mean, you know, yeah. he, he didn't got James Harden paid in Houston and Philly. Yeah. He's moved mountains for James Harden. Because if you look at that Philly roster from trust to process, the only player left, from the um, the, the trusted process do is Joel Embiid. The yeah. rest of these guys, Dale Murray is responsible for bringing them in. So I won't say Dale Murray has done a bad job GMing. He's done quite a job, you know, a good job GMing, but we don't mm-hmm. know what the deal was between him and Harden. Harden seems to be pissed because he didn't even double down and said, I'll say it again. Dale Murray is a yeah. liar, and I will never yeah. play for him again. Yes. So, yeah. There, there had to be something, but now I think the league is going to look into this because, again, that's tampering. I mean, not tampering. That's, mm-hmm. You can't – if they tell James Harden, hey, you opt in for less money and we're going to take care of you on the back end, you can't yeah. do that. Because, again, that's circumventing the salary cap. So, right. I said, okay, we don't want to break any rules. You opted in, I think it's $33 million. And and because like when he got in the thirty three million a year, that was like way under what he was valued. Yes. At. But now you didn't put another year of mileage on that body, and they're looking at that game with that last game against Boston was a game six, game seven. I think it was game seven, seven. And so, you know he had a lackluster performance, which hurts him. But what they're not factoring in, he's the reason they got the game seven in the first place. Facts. But you know nobody remembers that. Hey, what do you know me no. lately? So what do you know me <laughs> lately? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. So now his value is going down. Now 
me personally can't walk, and I know I'm probably seeking for you as well. Thirty-three million ain't nothing to sneeze at. Even Tracks. if it is under what you worth, thirty-three million ain't nothing to sneeze at. But I, I can see, I can see, you know, why he's upset. You know, because now, like I said, his value, and now, um, Del Morris, I'm not even taking offers for him. Pretty much, he's telling them, "Yeah, you dribble, you're gonna be yeah. here." So, so Harden gonna put that fat suit on and. We're going to see how this play out. Now, once you give your take, K-Walk, I want you to transition into the, to this take. I wanted to get your opinion on this. What is mm-hmm. Joel Embiid thinking about all this? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I definitely <laughs> want to dive into that for sure. Yeah, he, I mean, I, I agree with everything you said. Uh, you, you said because I agree. I, I, I believe that's what took place. I think there was a deal that was in place. It's kind of like I, – I, I actually I made this reference last night on the, on, on the sideline speaks is that, you know, it's kind of like that unwritten rule. Like, you know, when you're up 10 runs in baseball, you don't steal, you don't steal bases, you know, you just, you just don't do it. Even though you can, you, know, you probably get away with it, but you just don't do it because the game is out of reach. But this is this unwritten rules. Like, listen, I signed this, uh, I signed this player option because you told me that I was going to be traded. I was going to be traded. So you wanted something back from me. You wanted something back from me. You just didn't want me to walk away. And as good friends and, and as a good relationship as as um, uh, James Harden and Daryl Morey have, I believe wholeheartedly that they had a um, uh, they they had a deal in a place. They had, a gentleman's agreement, yes, uh, you know, yeah. a gentleman's agreement, and that's what that's what it's all about. I said, okay, listen, I'll sign this deal, so I'll sign this player option, so you can get something back from me. I just won't walk away. And a lot of people are saying, well, he signed it because he wasn't going to get that money on the uh, on the open market, and and that's and and that's not true. I mean, that's definitely not true uh, there, because I think that he would have gotten that, if not much more. So I, you know, I do believe that James Harden was doing them a favor by by giving the opt-in in and saying, "Listen, you know, I'm not, I'm gonna allow you to get something back for me." Now, what they were getting back from them, or whatever was laid out on the table, whatever offer they they were given, um, you know, for sure, you know, you gotta, you know, it may may not have been to Daryl Morey's liking, um, anything like that, but it, it is what it is. You got to. Um, you got to honor that. You know, you got to honor that um, that gentleman's agreement, as he just mentioned. That's what it is, and and then and it didn't happen. So that's why that's why James Harden came out and said, and like he said, he doubled down. If you saw the video, he doubled down and said he is a liar. Daryl Morey is a liar. I will not play for an organization that he is a part of. He said, let me reiterate that. Let me repeat that. I am I Daryl Moore is a liar and I will not play for an organization that Daryl Moore is a part of. And he did it on the court. He was a video e he was sound minded, he looked sound minded, he didn't look under the influence, you know, but uh, you know, from drugs or alcohol, anything like that. So he knew exactly what he was saying and again he repeated it and in, in, in a monotone voice so so everyone knew what he meant. And a lot of people are saying, like, you know, a lot of people are, are blaming James Harden for this and saying, like, listen, you know, there was no there was no deal. There was nothing in writing. It doesn't have to be in writing, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, it's an unwritten rule. That's what happens. A lot of these guys happen. Look at uh, – look at uh, – uh, um, look at Bill. Bill signed – you know, I know he had a different deal. These guys are signing deals. You know, they could be they could have walked away and and they sign these deals and they get traded. That's what happened with James Harden. That's what should have happened with James Harden. 
Now, I know it's early. I know it's August 16th right now, and, and the season doesn't start for another or two and a half, two months, a month and a half. I know a lot can happen from now and from then and now. But for him to say, meaning Daryl Morey, to say that, you know, they ended talks with, um, you know, with other teams as far as trading James Harden. If I'm James Harden, I'd be hot, too, and I'd be calling him a liar, too. I, I would use the same exact words. I would use the same exact words. I would use the same exact approach, to be perfectly honest with you, because you don't have to be in the NBA. You don't have to be in that room with those guys. You don't have to be you know, in that conversation with those guys to know what happened, know what took place, because he made it clear. He made it abundantly clear after the season that he no longer wanted to be a part of that organization, but he felt like he was doing some service to, to Daryl Morey and saying, okay, I'll give you, I'll sign this out, I mean, I'll, I'll opt in so you guys can get something back for me. I just won't leave you high and dry. That's how I believe it went down, and I'm going to stick to it. I know I have no resources or no proof of that, but, you know, as a betting man, I will say that's how the conversation went down. Now, as far as Joel Embiid goes into this, Joel Embiid is looking at this thing like, listen, this thing is a train wreck right now. This is a plane crash. It's a car accident. Whatever term you want to use, to describe this, Joel Embiid um, is, is going to be out of there soon, man. Joel's going to be out of there soon. He's going to demand a trade. He's going to be the next one to demand a trade. And because he's saying to himself, he said it already, listen, I want to win a championship, whether it's here in Philly or whether it's elsewhere. We know by the looks of things in Philadelphia is not right now, it's not going to be in Philadelphia. So Joel Embiid is going to be the next one out of there for sure, because he sees the writing on the wall. He hears all the conversations that we're not he- hearing, but we know what's going on behind the scenes. And Joel Embiid is next, man. Where he goes next or who can offer the best deal for Daryl Morey, because apparently that's what it's about, you know, with Daryl Morey. And I get that. But it's James Harden at the end of the day. You're not going to get, you know, a bunch of ones. You're not going to get a Stars player. You're going to get whatever you get from him for, for him because it's better than not having him at all. Whatever you get back from him, for him, you're going. It's better than not having him at all. I, I, I just, you know, you just got to be have common sense in this. And if, if James Harden, a lot of people are saying James Harden wasn't smart about how he handled this. No, you know what? If you want to look at it, it wasn't in writing, but you don't get this stuff in writing. You don't get these type of deals in writing. You just don't. You know, it's just, you know, we say we sign this, sign this deal, sign it so, so we can trade and get something back for you. And that's where he went off of the word of Daryl Moore. So that's what you can't. Ahead, you, you can't get that in writing because, again, no. the NBA frowns upon it. No, yes, no, no. Right. Not only do they frown upon it, this is illegal. This goes against yeah. the rules. So, no, tomorrow, there's no way he could have got this in writing because you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. And with that being said, I mean, what was, what was he supposed to do? He was supposed to be go back to what he said, a gentleman's agreement. And that goes on all the time in sports. All the time, especially in the NBA, it goes on and on. It goes on constantly. Look, we got our good buddy, Mr. Special K here. E, I'm going to bring him in and get his thoughts and opinions on uh, James Harden and the Daryl Morey situation. Uh, Special K, thank you much for joining us, brother. How you doing this evening? I'm good, man. I'm good. How's everybody? Hey, what All up, right, man? we good. We good. Appreciate your your thoughts. You've been holding it for 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 about a minute or two. What, what what's your your thoughts and opinions on the uh, the uh, James Harden and the uh, Daryl Moore situation in Philadelphia? I mean, I'm I'm gonna just put it on the table, man. Um, 
I think James Harden is wrong. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm, um, okay. I think he's wrong for putting it in the public. You put you put that kind of information in the public, and then you go back and try to negotiate a deal. Like, <laughs> you you really think I'm a negotiator in your favor now? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's one of the 48 laws of power. You know what I mean? Like, you don't you don't you don't put put it out like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's a way to do things, and then there's a way not to do things. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, sometimes. You know, and me, me, myself included, you know, sometimes we let our ego and pride take over when we should be at the utmost professionalism. So, you know, I'm going to say it like that, man. I'm not going to drag too much into it because I don't know all the ins and outs, but just, just, just what, what, what I understand, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't like when players do that. They go out in public and try to ask somebody out. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I really don't like that because there's a lot more than what you're saying in the public that's going on in the back end, and and now you leave the public to speculate and draw conclusions on something that we have no idea about. You know what I mean? Um, so me personally, I don't like it, but you know, um, I mean, just just from what I see on the surface, I'm gonna say he's wrong um, because he put it in the public. Now, okay. Okay, the, the, the little bit, the little bit of pushback I would give you, because I see where you're coming from, but the little bit of pushback I would give you in basketball, traditionally, and James Harden is a professional at this. In order to get what you want, sometimes when that's moving teams, you have to make a mess. I mean, if you don't make a mess, they they have no motivation to really help you out. Look at Dame, Dame, Dame in Portland. This, the, I mean, because Dame not making a mess. Dame is trying to do this the right way. He's been loyal to Portland. He's been there. I mean, Westbrook, when he was at OKC, when he finally got out, he had to make a mess. James Harden went to Brooklyn. I think he played, what, three games over there? And he wanted out. He had to make a mess. So behind the scenes, and like I said, I get where you're coming from. Behind the scenes, if Dale Murray told him first that, hey, man, we ain't trading you, we keeping you privately, mm-hmm. He had no option but to go public. I mean, because you yeah. know he had nothing. He had nothing to lose. I mean, if Daryl Murray told him probably, "Hey James, I ain't taking no more calls. We not trading you. You staying here." And he don't want to be there. He, he he had nothing to lose by going public. And I understand what you said about it. It's a bad look. But I think uh, Special K, that's the goal. A bad look. Uh-huh. He's trying to make as big mess as he can to get up out of there. I get. I get that. Okay, you want to force a trade? Get where I'm going to trade you to. Okay. Cleveland. You going, Cle- Cle- no, Cleveland too good. They got, uh, 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 what's his name from, from, from Utah? Donovan Mitchell. They got, uh, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, they got Donovan Mitchell. They got Spider-Man. I'm sending his ass to the Wizards. Players. I wasn't thinking about players. <laughs> I was thinking about cities. I mean, you're right. I mean, no. like, yeah, I, I wasn't thinking about just Donovan Mitchell. I'm just saying, I don't care if they had LeBron again. Ain't nobody trying to live in Cleveland, dog. That's just no. Nobody checking for that. <laughs> you know, James Harden, rumor has it, I don't know him personally, but rumor has it, he has a propensity for the Gentleman's Club. Yeah, dog. Oh, yeah. Sending him to, Cleveland, sending him to like Cleveland or Utah, that's a death <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, no, it's not, not so much Utah because it's close to Vegas. You know what I'm saying? You oh, catch it oh, quick, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? Come right by. But uh, <laughs> for me, it's Detroit. 
Detroit. I, I don't know much about Detroit. He can still walk out of D.C. Ain't nothing in Cleveland, though, either. Nothing. LeBron grew up there. He ain't said, no, hey, I got to leave here now. This is awful. I can't stay Man. here. And I'm married. And this is probably the best place for me. Well, I won't get in no trouble. Or, or, or I'll make it even worse. Send him to Dallas. He's gonna touch the court. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Ky- Kyrie over there. Yeah. Command, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Kyrie gonna start talking to that cat as soon as he gets off the plane. Hey man, <laughs> what happened in Jersey? <laughs> Kyrie probably the one gonna pick him up from the airport. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bro, you need a ride, right. bro? <laughs> <laughs> All right, good stuff there. Good stuff there, guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see where you're coming from, Kay, a, a, as well. But I, I don't think he would have came out and said, meaning James Harden would have came out and said what he said if Daryl Moore didn't, didn't end talks the way he did and, and, and announced it, too. I think that everything, I agree. I think everything that you know should have stayed, stayed in-house. But I think that since Daryl Morey didn't keep it in-house, you know, James Harden felt as though he's not keeping it in the house either. So, you know, he's going to say, listen, like like he said, kind of alluded to is that you know, he could have said something to him on the side. Like, listen, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say we're ending trade talks. You know, maybe that will boost up the value here. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying it. It's not necessarily the thing. You know, if he would have said that, then I don't think that, you know, um, that James Harden would have came out in public and, and said that. But I don't think that was ever said to James Harden. And, again, I don't think there's any communication, really positive communications going on between Daryl Morey and, and James Harden. And I think that's why James Harden came out. Because if that was the case and we knew the situation with James Harden and, and Philly, if Daryl Morey came out and said what he said without talking to uh, James Harden first, I would have retaliated and I would have responded the same exact way James Harden did. I just don't I just don't think that you can respond any other way. Because if he didn't tell him that, if he didn't give him the heads up, then I'm gonna feel like he's a liar because that's the reason why I opted in because he told me that he was going to sign and trade me. So but um none of the nonetheless man we I mean that's good stuff there uh, for sure. Uh let's do this ladies and gentlemen. Let's grab our first break here. Uh when we come back want to switch gears over to the NFL and there's some big news there and I want to talk about uh, the Michael Orr situation that's going on um, in, in the sports world not just only in, in the sports world but in, in world news as well this is huge so I definitely want to get uh, E's uh, thoughts and opinions and of course K's as, as well um, this is huge man I want to, we want to definitely dive into that for sure again ladies and gentlemen you are tuned in to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio we'll be right back Hey guys, this is Jaquan J. Kelly, a.k.a. Jamel Arif, Master Killer of Wu-Tang and American Saga on Hulu. You're listening to Sports Talk with K. Walker and E. Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. Do you have any unwanted pests in your home or commercial building? Well, Wilson Termite and Pest Control, LLC, can rescue you. We specialize in bed bugs, termites, rodents, and so much more. Just call Wilson Termite and Pest Control, LLC, at 803-764-2461 in Columbia, South Carolina, and Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We're open 8 to 5 weekdays and by appointment on Saturday. We strive to provide complete care for our customers. Visit our website at www.wilsonpestcontrolsc.com. That's Wilson Termite and Pest Control, LLC. 
We're your family-friendly and environment-friendly pest control company. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for you? Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. And we are back. And again, you are tuning to Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, before the break, ladies and gentlemen, we were talking uh, James Harden, Daryl Morey, and the 76ers and that situation there. Uh, uh, great stuff there in that first segment. Uh, again, I want to switch, uh, switch gears uh, and, and talk about the NFL and uh, talk about Michael Orr, E. Uh, Michael Orr, as we all know, is the former uh, offensive uh, tackle from uh, – uh, he went to Ole Miss and for a former tackle of the Baltimore Ravens and the Carolina Panthers. Uh, big story has come out. Um, he is the story, ladies and gentlemen, if you're living under a rock again. You know, the big story, the, uh, the blind side was Sandra Bullock. Uh, she won an Oscar for that. That, that. that particular movie grossed over $300 million um, worldwide. And – and it was a it was a big story, and it was you know had one of my favorite movies to to, to watch. Now, I don't know if I'm going to watch that movie again. I don't know because because it was going over. But that's one of my favorite movies, uh, to be honest with you. But nonetheless, um, all seriousness, um, he's come out and said that you know he found out that he was never uh, adopted legally adopted by uh, you know by the uh, uh, by the family of the uh, the, the Tuies, um, you know Leanne and um, and, and uh, who was played by uh, Sandra Bullock. The Tua family. Um, e man, uh, when you first heard this, give me your thoughts and opinions on this because it seems like it's it's kind of a. From what I'm hearing, there's there's, there's reports and there's you know accusations saying that it's a shakedown. You know, Orin knew about this, but you know he you now at one point you know he's tried to shake the family down and say, listen, you know, unless you give me some of these royalties or things of that nature, then I'm going to make it public. Um, there's so many different things going back and forth, E. But what's what say you, and what did you get out of this? And then your your thoughts and opinions on the entire situation. So I do think he is owed money because mm-hmm. if we just look at NIL, name, image, and likeness. Now yes, the family was paid. We're not sure how much because there are different reports. Mm-hmm. Like um, um, Tui said, they got like fifteen thousand dollars a piece. That's what Dad Tui says. But then there's other reports that was like two hundred and twenty-five thousand. And then there yeah, are reports that they sent him money. And he didn't cash the checks because he thought he was underpaid, which was the right move. But then they just mm-hmm. put that in the trust for his son. I mean, it's all kind of stuff out there. Now, yeah. people have been saying, you know, oh, 
he should have done something a long time ago. Why now? Why now? Why now? Well, yeah. in rebuttal to that, if it's true, they say he just found out in February. So yeah. that's why, why now? He just found out. But even if he did, didn't do something back then, that still doesn't take away from the fact of him doing it now. I have no problem with the timing. I mean, he, he can do it now. Yeah. Or he could have done it then. I mean, just because he didn't do it back then doesn't mean he's not owed this money if what they say is true. Now, he has always said that he didn't like the way he was portrayed in the movie because yeah. my understanding since this has come out and I've looked into it, this dude was the equivalent of a five-star recruit already. Mm-hmm. But the movie yeah. made it seem like they taught him mm-hmm. football. No, no, yeah. this, this dude was this dude was already yeah. destined for greatness from from what I understand. I mean the whole thing, you know, is a mess. But um as far as this conservatorship, people can say, Oh well he should have known, he should have known. You gotta think about it. He signed his paper when I think he was like they just turned eighteen or just shy of his eighteenth birthday. 17, he didn't 17, read yep. them and he and even if he did read he didn't know what they meant. He thought that mm-hmm. they were adopting him. He thought that yes. they had his best interest at heart. And I fully think that they took advantage of this young man. Now as far mm-hmm. as the shakedown, it's not a shakedown when you owe me money. Oh, it. yeah, it's Great a point. shakedown. It's a shame now I can't walk if I come to U.S. Special K and I try to extort some money out of right. you. That's a shakedown. Mm-hmm. If I say, you don't give me X amount of dollars, I'm going public. But if you mm-hmm. owe me X amount of dollars and yeah. I tell you the same thing, give me my money or I'm going public, that is not a shakedown. That's me trying no. to get what's mine. And I don't care if it was 15 years ago or if it was last week. If you owe this man his money, then pay him yeah. his money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's great points there, man. And 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 like you mentioned, the the, the way that the the movie portrayed him is that you know basically Leanne too. He taught him, you know, but he taught him football too. She taught him how to block, you know, taught him how to protect, if you will, by you know motivating him and, and things of that nature. But like you said, he he had all of these teams coming out, you know, looking for him. They made it seem like you know they put him in a situation. Then he became a five star recruit. He also said that he couldn't stand the fact that they made him look like he couldn't read or write and he you know that was one of the 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 uh the things that he couldn't he didn't he couldn't stand uh, um either about the movie but case what say you uh you know about this situation and then uh your thoughts and your takes um from 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 this story i mean originally watching the movie i love the story mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. but yeah. you know as y'all have been saying since the movie, certain things have come out that make the movie not true. Um, right. Now, the the part of the movie that I always wanted to believe was that the mother, you know, was motherly to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I yep. wanted to believe that because that's just a woman's way. You understand? Mm-hmm. But, again, as things start to come out, the negative stuff start making more sense. Um, yeah. And I and I hate saying that, but it's the truth. The, the negative stuff start making more sense. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I really don't want to drag and take up too much time. But as far as nah, the conservatorship goes, that that sounds like a business move. What mm-hmm. what was Papa Tui? Businessman, you know yep. what I mean. So yep. Yep. I'm pretty sure he consulted with lawyers and things of that nature. You know what I mean. And, and again, mm-hmm. learning stuff after the movie, I felt like they used it. 
You know what I'm saying? As he was saying, he was already being recruited. Everybody knew mm-hmm. he was this big athletic dude. What people forget was they kind of pushed him more to football. Basketball was his love, not football. Right. People forget mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? They they did kind of push him more towards football, so that part I understand. But, I mean, all three of us played ball. So we know, mm-hmm. especially coming out of high school, if you look the part, any bit of athleticism, you'd be one. Period. You know what I'm saying? It's 120 D1. If you look the part and have any bit of athleticism, let's go back in time. Remember Jadavian Clowney? That dude was a first-round draft yeah. pick coming out of high school. Yeah. And, and where did he go? First. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So same thing with uh, Trevor Lawrence over in uh, Jacksonville. They've been talking about that mm-hmm. cat since he was a junior high school. Where did he go yeah. in the draft? You know what I mean? Number so mm-hmm. it, it's, it's certain things that you see. You know what I'm saying? From a high school uh, athlete that you already know, you know what I'm saying? No matter what this dude do, as long as he stay out of trouble, he going to the league. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'm pretty sure that family saw that. You yeah. know? Um, they was a big football family. Um, boosters for Ole Miss. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The little brother ended up with a job at Ole Miss. Oh, uh, yeah. If I remember correctly, the head coach yeah, he, ended up with a job at, at Ole Miss. He's at UCF. He's mm-hmm. at UCF now. Um, mm-hmm. um, Hugh Freeze was, was the dude you talking about, the, but the, the son is at UCF now. He's doing something with scouting over there now. Here, really? I I, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought he was in the uh, Memphis area. As a matter of fact, when everything came out, his statement was in the Memphis newspaper, not Orlando. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, that was reporters from Memphis, from from Mississippi where that was that was interviewing. That's why. That's why. Oh, okay. Just to make that clear. Yeah, so, make that clear. It's, it's a big mess, man. I hope I hope it's not one of those. You know, my career over with. I'm I'm midlife crisis depressed because my career over with. Now I'm bitter at everybody. Right? You know, I hope right. I hope he's not going through that. You know what I'm saying? Because if he's going through that, regardless of the racial issue of black and white, that's sad. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. if this family really pulled you in and, and, and took care of you, even if the story, I mean, a movie is going to be exaggerated. That's what movies do. Mm-hmm. Even oh. if the, the story is not but 75% true, bro, bro, they looked out, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's, it's walk on the field pictures or whatever from Ole Miss, who was with him? That's mm-hmm. your choice. Yeah. So apparently yeah. something was right. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. um, to be honest, man, for both sides, man, I hope everything just worked out. You know what I mean? I, don't, I really don't want to point fingers, man, because I would hope to believe or I would want to believe that in that type mm-hmm. of situation, white, black, Hispanic, hey, Asian, whatever the case may be, that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, that love would be represented like that, you know, the real way, you know, not the conservatorship or we looking out for business and blah, 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 blah. But the negative stuff is starting to make more sense, and that's what I mean. One of, one of the things that I have a, the biggest problem with, that people are blaming him, though. They're like, oh, yeah. whoa, it's his fault, it's his fault. No, it's really not. I mean, because this is money that he is owed. I mean, the movie and the book were based on his life. And if it's true that he didn't get any of that money, then this is money that this young man is is owed. Yeah. Now, the most ridiculous thing that I saw out of all of this, and this is just, I don't know, maybe somebody being funny, but probably people don't really feel this way. Oh, they should take Sandy Bullock's Oscar because the story wasn't true. 
That's oh, so <laughs> because, like, like Kay just said, movies, even when movies are based on a true story, there are creative liberties. They will often yeah. take a movie, take several characters, and match those into one person. I mean, that, that's just how this works. I mean, because a movie, yeah. mm-hmm. a really, really, really good movie, you got about two hours and ten minutes. That's all they're going to give you. Now, they do, now, there are exceptions that when they're these three-hour movies, they're not watching those. It, it, a movie got to be real good to hold your attention for that long. Like that guy off the movie, The Irishman, they did a while back, with about five hours, <laughs> and it was too long. But that, that's neither here nor there. But again, yeah, so you got to take creative liberties in a movie. But at the end of the day, the book and the movie were based off this young man's likeness. And if he didn't get any money for that, well, and the movie came out in 2009, if he didn't get any money yeah. then, he still do that money now. It doesn't matter that he's waited this long. It ain't like it just go away. That's so hard that to believe, though, that he didn't get nothing. Yeah, no, that was, that's what I was about to mention because you, you had brought it up, and I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here and, and say that, you know, he did, have, he did get paid but he didn't cash those checks because he felt as though it wasn't enough. So that kind of leads people to believe that he knew that, you know, he was, he was due this money or he was due, you know, due money. But now he's coming out and saying he didn't know that, you know, that they were um, conservatories, you know, towards him. He thought he was adopted. So I, I can see both sides of the argument, to be honest with you, because he did receive those checks. He, but he didn't cash them. So, you know, when someone says some cross-examination, let's do a cross-examination. Why didn't you cash those checks, and you, but yet you knew that you were supposed to get paid, but you felt like you didn't, um, that wasn't enough. Why are you coming out now? What's your rebuttal to that, E? He's, he's also taking creative liberties. <laughs> What's the truth? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, you're like... I, I didn't know he said he wouldn't do any money. I thought he was just saying, like, because, like, they sent him some checks, but they said these were checks from the two personally. And he thought he figured they were trying to pay him off, and he didn't think it was enough, so he didn't cash the check. But if, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like Kane said, it's just a mess, yeah. and I hope it all works out. Yeah, yeah for sure. We're, I, I want to mention something real quick that, don't, uh, that, that makes me believe there's something not being said. Yeah, when this movie sure. came out, he was already in the league. Yeah. He has an agent. You know what I'm saying? So who is it? You know, I'm sure his agent was looking out for, I hope his agent was looking yeah. out for his best interest. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, something ain't being yeah. said. Because I'm pretty yeah. sure your agent came to you at some point. Hey, man, you need to look into mm-hmm. this. You know what I mean? So, you know, because his agent probably would have ended up with some kind of cut, too, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm sure... Something's not being said. Yeah, okay, and that's a great point there because what happens is they were conservatory, so they they had they had a power of attorney uh, attorney to to uh, to get any money and any deals that he made, whether it be a movie, whether it be a book, but it didn't pertain to the NFL. His contract with the NFL that was something different. So you kind of ask yourself because generally when you have an agent, your agent is your lawyer at the same time. So if there's money being made off of you and off your NIL, your agent being an agent, he's going to try to get the best money, you know, 
the most money for you, and the most money for you means more money for him, you know, for, for them. It's just I don't want to say to him, but more money for, uh, for, for him. So I don't understand why he, they didn't look into, into that for sure. So I'm kind of on the fence with this, you know, ladies and gentlemen. I'm kind of on the fence because I can hear, I can see both sides of the argument, but I can't believe that he, he didn't think that they were going to get paid for, he, they weren't going to get paid for that money or, or off, the, off that movie, and he, they were going to get paid. He had to have seen because they were using his name all over the place. So you know, there had to be something said or done or an agreement or something. I don't know. But, you know, I can see where the, you know, both sides of the argument. I really can. And, again, like you guys mentioned, I hope this thing could be worked out. I don't know if it is. But these, these tours, the tours uh, they're, they're, they're rich people already. You know, they were rich already. You know, that's when, you know, they brought them in and, and put them in a situation that they were able to put them in. But, Michael, like, I don't know, bro. I, you know, I know you just said you just found out in February that you weren't, you know, you, how did you find out? How did you find out? I don't think that story came out. He helped me out here if because um, I didn't hear how he found out that he wasn't legally adopted. Did you hear that? No, no, I didn't hear that either. Nope, me neither. See, that's what I'm saying. How did all of a sudden he just found out in February, this is, what, 14 years after the movie, after all this happened, how did all of a sudden he just find out that he wasn't, you know, he wasn't adopted, they, was, they were conservatories. So, again, I, I hear both sides of the argument, but – you know, let's let's see what type of lawyers he has, and because you know he's he's still young, man. He can actually be in the league if he still wanted to. He's what thirty seven years old. He's got his pension, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean he's he, he's making money. I mean he's got money, but and I, I think he got a book coming out too. So because like yeah. some people were saying this might be you know a promo for the book. Could be, yeah, could be very but, well, could be. So good, good. I, I I read also that this is the second time he's came after them for money. So is it promo for a book, or is this something, you know, something deeper? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't know. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how I'm looking. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know because I'm on the side. I'm on the fence right now. I just don't know which way, you know, which which side to to lean towards because I can I can see. Uh, both sides of the story. I hear both sides of the, uh, the story uh, uh, for sure, man. But yeah, we're gonna let it play out, and then uh, we'll revisit this once you know once it is played out. We'll we'll, we'll bring that we'll bring this back to uh, to the show uh, for sure. All right, good stuff there, uh, you know, for sure. All right, let's do this. Let's grab our next break. When we come back, we're gonna stay on the NFL talk, and uh, we're gonna talk about uh, Dalvin Cook uh, signing with the Jets, and Ezekiel Elliott signing with the Patriots. Does Dalvin Cook signing with the Jets put them as the favorites to, to get to the Super Bowl? Zeke Elliott, what does that mean for the for the Patriots? Does that put them in the race? Does that make them better in the uh, in the in the AFC East? And then we'll talk about Mike Vrabel as well and what he did in preseason, which I think was uh, just a hats off. We'll talk about that for sure. Again, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley, Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. 
which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, smoother skin, you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get off, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. Hey, South Carolina. Greetings from music recording artist Marcus Allen. Our accountants at Javis Tax Service won the state's best tax office in the state. They're open year-round to serve you from Columbia's only drive through office. Give them a call, 803-419-1001. That's 803-419-1001. And we are back. And again, you are tuned in to Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, before the break, uh, we were talking, if you're just joining us, we were talking Michael Orr, uh, giving our thoughts and opinions on that entire situation. So our uh, thoughts and opinions, we're going to wait to see how this plays out, and we'll, we, we will revisit this, uh, that topic for, for sure at a later date, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, staying on the NFL talk here, and uh, want to talk about, uh, about Dalvin. Actually, no, before we get into Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott, I want to talk about Mike Vrabel, man. I think Mike Vrabel, if you guys don't, uh, if you're not sure what took place with Mike Vrabel, who was the, co- the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, uh, what Mike Vrabel did was he gave the, the, the nod to the assistant head coach, uh, Carol uh, Williams, who's the defensive coordinator there, uh, African-American uh, coach there and what he did was he allowed him to coach the preseason game as the head coach so he gave him the reins he gave him full reins to make head coaching type situations because Mike Rabel said that you know there are coaches out there that do deserve an opportunity and they're not getting it so what he did was he allowed him to do that you know coach the game be the head coach you know call you know you know uh, deferred to the offense coordinator, defense coordinator, things of that nature. So I, I thought that was, you know, hats off to give him that opportunity. Not only did he do that for the the, uh, the head coach there or the defensive coordinator, he also did it for the uh, um, the uh, associate tra- trainer Matt Gregg. Gave him an opportunity to lead the athletic uh, training staff as well um, there against the Chicago Bears. I mean, I really, I really hope this, this is a trend because we do always see that, you know, when it comes down to certain players, certain schemes, things of that nature, we see that the NFL is a copycat league. So with that being said, I'm hoping, hoping that Mike Rabel is, is going to be able to start a trend and we still start to see other coaches do this. But, E, with that being said, how confident in you that, uh, are, uh, are you in seeing other head coaches um, do the same thing, follow suit? What say you? I I think you will see that. I mean, like it kind of started um, not to the extent that Brable did, but you talked and mm-hmm. you mentioned this last week, K. Well, 
um, what um, um, Andy Reid did for the enemy. He was like, you know, he gave the enemy full credit for the schemes that they ran, you know, in the Super Bowl. And he told them, you know, this is the enemy's offense. And he gave them full credit. And Mike Brayville, I think, just built upon that and just took it a step further, you know, allowing, you know, guys to shine. You know, what they said, give me my flowers now. Don't wait till I'm dead. And hopefully it will it, it will start, you know, a trend, and you will see more of this. Now, you're going to have some guys that are stubborn, Bill Belichick, and they just won't do that, and, you know, they're just, you know, stuck in their ways and don't, don't want to yeah. see nobody else eat. But um, I do think it's a good thing, and I, I, do, I think, do think you'll start to see more of this. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I really hope so. But, but Kay, what say you? Do you, you see this starting a trend in in, uh, in the league? Yeah, as stated, copycat league, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you see it this weekend um, mm-hmm. from another team, you know. So, yeah, I, I think you'll see it again. I think it's a good thing because, you know, uh, it's giving them full practice, you know, just as yeah. those rookies out there and some veterans getting their feet wet or whatever for the season. It's giving them full practice, man, and, and, and mental preparation and letting others see what type of decisions he'll make in certain situations. Um, although we don't have the starters, you know, it's all about a decision. So um, it's a good look. Yeah, for sure. And, I, I and yeah, we'll see it again. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Okay, good. Good stuff there. Yeah, and I, I think it puts a lot of pressure on that Rooney rule, if you want to. I don't – I have no respect for the Rooney Rule. I really don't. I don't know what that's about. Uh, I know it's about, but they really don't, you know, really follow up on that. But yeah, um, Mike Rabel, just just hats off to you, man. It's, it's I really hope this does start a trend. I hope this is another thing that we see, you know, you know, like the Wildcat we saw at one point, and you know, we see all these other things that the, the league is a copycat league. Hopefully, this is something that will uh, fall into that trend as well, because I just think that, you know. When you see guys like this and you see certain players, I mean, certain coaches out there who don't have the opportunity, um, you know, to, to, to get into, you know, get into those, uh, you know, those uh, those offices, those front offices to, to get the interviews, uh, if you will. This is like on the job training. This is my audition tape, if you will. Um, you know, this is my, uh, you know, my, my highlight reel, uh, if you will. I can put this on my resume. So I think it's a, it's a great thing to do, not just saying that, you know, it's just not just a title because because you said, okay, I was a defensive coordinator here for Tennessee Titans. I was a linebacker coach here at one point. You know, that's something on paper. Yeah, you can see that. But then you can see them in action. You can actually see them, you know, on the field, you know, doing their thing, how they handle it, what was the outcome of the game, how did they manage the clock, you know, you know what, that type of situation, especially in a preseason game as well, because you have so many different players and so many different type of players that you have to, you know, you have to put in, you have to substitute for. Um, so, yeah, I think it was an excellent job, uh, Mike Vrabel, and I really hope that we see this uh, to be, um, you know, a trend and we see other, uh, other uh, teams fall suit uh, for, uh, for sure. Uh, excellent job again, brother. All right. Stay on the so talk here. Uh, e. Dalvin Cook finally signs with uh, uh, with the uh, the New York Jets. We thought he was going to be uh, we thought he was going to be with the with the Saints. We thought he was going to be with the I think it was the Colts. I forget no the other I forget the other team that he he uh, he he visited. But uh, I think it was the Patriots, the Patriots, the Saints, and the Jets. 
he wound up signing with the uh, with the Jets. What does this mean for for Dalvin Cook, and what does it mean for the Jets? Because it seems to me that Dalvin Cook signs with a team who's already pretty loaded. You know that that offensive line is a little bit of a question mark. And Robert Sala called those guys out today, um, uh, for sure. But um, Dalvin Cook seems like he's going to be splitting time. He's not even going to be the number one back in that offense behind Brees Hall. But um, top meaning the Jets, what say you about this whole signing and how much it means to, to both sides? The, the, the Dolphins was the other team he visited. He didn't visit the same. Dolphins, that was, yes, um, thank, thank you. That, okay. was, that was Kareem Hunt. Kareem, Kareem think, Hunt, uh, Kareem Hunt, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But, yeah, he visited off. Okay, but, okay, in this particular scenario, I don't think Dalvin Cook moves the needle. Now, he doesn't make them worse by no stretch of the imagination because he's a running back that's in his prime. But as we've seen, the running back in prime or not in prime is not really valued. And I think Green Bay is going to go to mainly a passing offense since they brought in Aaron Rodgers. Now, the other guy they got, Priest Hall, he is a little injury prone. Now, if he gets hurt, and then I think Dalvin will have more of a chance to shine. But I don't necessarily think this move puts them over the top, but I think yeah. they're right there at the top anyway. But, you know, given the roster they got, like you said, the offensive line was a little shaky. But but mm-hmm. this Dalvin just doesn't move the needle there. But he doesn't make them worse, but he doesn't make them better. It, it's kind of status quo. But you would much yeah. rather have them than not have them because the, uh, the Dolphins are in your division if you're the Jets. So you would right. sign them just to keep them from signing them. So, I mean, I think it's a win-win situation for both sides, for both the Jets and Dalvin Cook. He'll get some touches, but he, like you said, he's not going to be the featured back. He's not going to get 15, 20 carries a game. That's just not where he is right now, and not because of he's not that productive. It's just that the system that he's going to. But um, I do think the Jets are going to contend, given their roster. But, no, I don't think he's a difference maker that makes them the number one contender. Okay, good stuff. Okay, well, I agree with the, with everything there, E. Uh, okay, what say you about uh, the signing of Dalvin Cook? I mean, it's a good look. Um, I can't think of the other little running back name. Uh, but he's he's pretty good. Um, Brees Hall, Brees Hall. Yeah, Brees Hall. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, so you know, it's not like he's gonna have a full load. Obviously, he's gonna be the starter, but you know, I think he, I think Aaron Rodgers is looking for more of a Green Bay situation where he got a running back A and A, you know, in the one A one B, you know, type deal. Um, so you know. Offensive line a little shaky, but I think they'll probably play at an A level uh, with Aaron Rodgers being behind them. You know, case in point, what a lot of people didn't realize with 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 um, Tampa Bay, we somewhat had the same old line for Jameis. You know what I mean? It's just that with with Tom Brady, the accountability stepped up. You know what I'm saying? So I think the same thing. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will have that same effect in in New York. Um, and the accountability and stuff up, so they'll play a tad bit better than, you know, what we're hearing or whatnot. Um, so I think it's a good look. Um, I think the Jets, they'll be strong, but I do not have them winning the Super Bowl, but that's another conversation. No, no, it's not, bro. It's not. But, no, for sure, man. I mean, I don't I don't have them winning the Super Bowl either, man. And, and it's a little shaky, to be honest with you. If they'll even win the East, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. And that East is stacked. And you ask yourself if they can, you know, will they finish one, two, or three? I don't think they'll I, – I, 
you know, because you got the Dolphins, as you mentioned, you got the Bills uh, there, and then of course you got the Jets. But yeah, as far as the uh, as far as the uh, uh, the uh, the signing of, of of Cook, you know, yeah, like you mentioned, it, it doesn't make him worse. It doesn't. You know, Any time that you can get a Dalvin Cook, a guy who you know a couple of years ago in a rush for thirteen hundred yards, um, you, you that's a you know it's a plus. You you know he's going to make any team better, and he's going to make them deeper too because you know they, again they have Brees Hall. Brees Hall is coming off of that injury. But nonetheless, he's he's still going to be their guy, and then you know Dalvin Cook is going to, to going to spell them, and I'm pretty sure that you know the Daniel Hackett, even though I have no confidence in that guy whatsoever, is going to do his best to you know to dial up some situations to put Dalvin Cook in and in, in, you know third down positions, you know third down back, you know any time that you need, you know third and six, third and seven, and you need and you know that you know it's going to be a passing situation or or a draw there. You know, you have an extra receiver out of the backfield. I mean, it's, it's definitely a, a good look there. They just got to solidify that offensive line, man. Anytime your head coach got to call you out as a unit, a unit, you know, that's really saying something you know, about you because if that offensive line doesn't go, that team doesn't go. That's just the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen. I don't care how good your skill positions are. I don't care how good your defense is. I don't care how good your head coach is. If you don't have an offensive line that can open up holes for Brees Hall and open up holes for Dalvin Cook and then, and give Aaron Rodgers time to get it down to Garrett Wilson and those guys, then it's just it's just no point of uh, just being out there because or having those skill guys. But yeah, I, I think I mean obviously it makes them better, obviously it makes them deeper, but I, I don't think it's going to put them over the top. I still don't have them going to the Super Bowl, and I'm really not sure if they can win the East to be on to be perfectly honest with you. But they're going to be they're going to be in each and every ball game. They're not going to be a joke like they were last year uh, for sure. All right, good stuff. Let's stay on the uh, the, the uh, running back talk and, and and signing a free agent running back uh, signing. E I got Ezekiel Elliott going to uh, the Patriots. Um, got here a what three three year? I mean, I'm sorry, a three million dollar deal there. I think two million dollar signing bonus, which I think is huge in, in my opinion. Uh, so you know, especially your running back who you know was been out there for for a minute. But E Ezekiel Elliott goes to the Patriots. Uh, what does it mean? What kind of is this a good fit? How do you see this playing out? Well, he was out there, like you said, for for X amount of days. You know, he lost fifty pounds because he cut his hair, mm-hmm. and so now he's a new look, <laughs> clean, clean, clean shave, a bit clean cut. Z Elliott. Now, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he he'll he'll add to them. But he's going to a terrible situation. Patriots, it, it's yeah. over, over there. And I mean, I, I, I'm gonna go out on the limb and say <clears throat> Bill Belichick is on the hot seat. You heard it here first. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know him and Kraft are boys, but Bill is difficult to get along with. And you saw yeah. Kraft chose Brady over Bill a few years ago, and Bill seemed like yeah. the type of dude that'll hold a grudge. So Bill might quit. I don't know, but if, if he if he turns in a sub five hundred kick sheet at the end of this season, yeah, I think this might be Bill's last season in in, in Foxborough. But um, bringing Zeke in, I mean, again, it, it doesn't make you worse, but it, it it really doesn't help you at all because he he lost he was an every down back in Dallas, so if mm-hmm. he still that good. He'd still be in Dallas. Tony Pollard right. played him, 
as, as, as moving to the every down back situation. So, I mean, it, normally, you know, when you get fired, you you got to take a lesser position. I mean, right. they've already seen your movies when you get publicly fired. Now, if you get fired in the private sector, you ain't got to disclose to the new job that you were fired. You can make up for stuff because they can't, they can't find out. So when, you get, when you get fired in the public sector, like we did, everybody already know, dog. So, yeah. And and the, the the big contract that he signed in Dallas, now to say he's only getting $3 million, only two million of that guaranteed as a signing bonus. Amen. How the mighty have fallen. Right. Amen. I, I'll take a two million two million dollar signing bonus for sure, man. Uh, for oh, for sure. sure. Yeah, for sure. But uh, even as an NFL running back, you know, and I mean, that's no no, uh, especially the way they're as we um, well, I'll say I'll speak for myself as I feel like they're being devalued. A two million dollar signing bonus is, is is huge in the running back position, especially you know in a in a situation of such. He's going to be splitting time with Stevenson over there, so it's not like he's going to be you know uh, you know like you mentioned either featured back. He's going to be splitting time, and to get a two million dollar signing bonus, that's not an incentive. I and mean, he got that as soon as he put his name on that, on that dotted line. So um, that's that's going to be interesting to see. But Kay, what what say you about this signing? What it means for uh, Zeke and what it means for the Patriots as well? I think it's a good look. I think it's a good look, man. Um, another team with a good little running back on the roster. Um, you know, uh, the preseason game that I watched, uh, what the kid named Malik Cunningham. He looked good, mm-hmm. man, and, and, and I think they're trying to use him both ways. Well, not both ways, but um, at two positions. So they got mm-hmm. him learning two positions. Um, and, and ain't the OC over there the cat that came from uh, Houston? Bill, Bill uh, O'Brien, yeah. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. So, the mm-hmm. o- listen, <laughs> they're <laughs> actually my sleeper team. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. um, okay. I like the young cat they got on defense. You know, they were starting to make, make a little noise at the end of the season last year, defensive-wise. Like, they was, they was, you know, in my opinion, they was playing pretty deep. So, um, yeah, I got them as my sleeper now. I'm not going to peg them for the Super Bowl and nothing like that, but um, that's, that's, my, that's my surprise team this year. Um, okay. Patriots. So, I think it's a, a real good look for Zeke to go to, to, go to New England and uh, – yeah, fifty pounds lighter. Yeah, yeah, it's going. It's going to be surprising a bit. Yeah, for sure. And you know, Belichick, he's always going to have that defense right, man, because that's what he does. That's he, he's a defensive guy, so he's always going to keep that that defense, uh, you know, looking good, man. Everything else might not look good, but he's going to make sure that defense uh, looks good, and and he's going to challenge that offense to keep up with the defense. So uh, good stuff there. All right, uh, what I want to do here is to switch gears. I mean, not switch gears. I want to stay on the, the uh, NFL talk here. Where are we at? Uh, time just looking at the time here. All right, you know what? I want real quick, E and and uh, and K. I want to just give some uh, quick takeaways from our from our team after week one, uh, E. And I want to get um, you know for you, your Saints, and then K. I'll come to you about your Buccaneers, and then I'll give my my thoughts and opinions on, on the Forty ers But after looking at that, E, you you had sent me a text, you know, about you know what was going on in the game, and I was actually tuning to something else, and I forgot to put the uh, the game on my other TV. But nonetheless, uh, your takeaways from Preseason one and what you like, what you didn't like uh, from from your New Orleans Saints. I, I was actually impressed with Derek Carr because going into this, I wasn't a Carr guy. 
and I'm still not 100% sold on him, but I, I do think, you know, he, he looks pretty good. And now Jameis played the, the bulk of the first half after Carl yeah. got out. Jameis, I think Jameis could still start somewhere. So that's yeah. a good backup situation to yeah. have. I mean, AK-41 looked good. I know we lost mm-hmm. him for three games. Um, then we our backup running back, that boy we got from um, TCU, he's hurt. Mm-hmm. But I heard we brought somebody else in. Then we got the other kid from Detroit. So we're okay. Alave looks good. Slant Boy looks good. Um, yeah, yeah, he our, tight end, our, our, our tight end looks good. So offensively, mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to be okay. Cornerback, we got another guy opposite of Lattimore. And this is there were two mm-hmm. guys battling for that side over there. So yeah. we should be pretty good. Honey Badger at safety. I, I like it. This is the first yeah. time probably in years I watched an entire preseason game. And then, of course, Mr. Clutch, Will Lutz, out there kicking it from 85 <laughs> yards. Hey, and we we beat the defending champs. Now, most of you are going to say, oh, they're one of the starters, and they will be correct by saying that. Hey, man, but look, we can only play who you put out there. <laughs> The name on the front of the shirt, not the back, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, man, I watched that game too, man. Um, and uh, you know, you shouted out my Temple guy there, man, Kirkwood there. So, um, you know, good stuff there. Yeah, I watched. I thought Derek Carr, and um, I thought Derek Carr was going to do what Derek Carr did. I, I you know, I, I thought Derek Carr in a different situation or different environment, you know, he would be that guy. And your, your guy, Slant Boy, as you like to call him, Michael Thomas, he looked healthy. He looked smooth. He looked like you know, a little bit of his old self, man. I know it's early in the preseason. I know it's early in the year. You know, sometimes, you know, wear and tear can happen. And knock on wood, I don't want to see anything happen to the brother. But, yeah, he looked good. Alavia looked good. AK, uh, AK-41 looked good, man. And that defense is going to be the defense. That's a top five defense in the league, ladies and gentlemen. The Saints do have a top five defense. Um, if you look at all the reports, if you look at – just look at their team in general, how it's, how it's constructed. That defense is, is going to be solid. Um, so, yeah, I was impressed too, Ian, uh, you know, and it's going to be very interesting. And hopefully they can, you know, uh, you know, hopefully they can hold the fort down until uh, Alvin Kamara comes back from that three-game suspension because I think obviously he's going to make that, that offensive, um, you know, um, go a lot smoother, um, you know, when he's in there. So it's going to be interesting to see how they – and navigate through those first three first three games uh, for sure, but uh, Kay, uh, what say you for, for our listeners? Uh, Special K is uh, a diehard Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan here, and um, your, your thoughts and opinions on the, on the first preseason game for for your Bucks? Uh, that, uh, uh, Baker Mayfield looked like you know he he wanted to do something man. different. He looked like he was new for man. What was up with that? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you know it's preseason. <laughs> I'm not told at all. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? Um, defense is intact. Um, mm-hmm. But Baker, uh, I'm worried, you know. Okay. But I, I, with Todd Bowles, I'm not expecting us to be explosive anyway. So right. uh, I'm thinking we're we trying to make Baker a game manager. So if we can keep the turnovers down and let the defense do their thing, Shaq Barrett back, you know what I'm saying? We still got, uh, uh, you know, our linebackers. The corners are healthy. Our defense be, uh-huh. gonna shake something this year. That, that's yeah. what people need to be scared of. Not the offense. Mm-hmm. They, the defense gonna shake something. Our wide receivers gonna do what they do. Gage went down today in practice. 
Um, they say it's, it, 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 it was pretty bad, but, you know, I haven't seen any details since. Um, but defensively, oh, yeah, we healthy, man. We healthy. Peter Bell healthy. Uh, David healthy. White healthy. Shaq Barrett back. We got all – we starting the season with all four corners healthy. I mean, all uh, both corners and the safeties healthy. Yeah, we, we, we good, man. We good. And, and that Ricky – Ricky look good too, so yeah. Be scared of the defense, not not the offense. The offense is just going to be a game manager. Game manager is all we need. So, right, we got two NFC South guys here, and uh, and in my opinion, um, I, I do have. I think it's, it's it's open, but I think it's New Orleans Saints' uh, uh, division to 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 lose uh, or to win, however you want to look at it, ladies and gentlemen. I think they'll come out victorious in that at the end of the year. But Special K says otherwise. Special K says be ready, you know, be be ready for that defense. Be wary of that defense, and say the same thing about the Saints um, a, as well. So, go be interesting. For Sure, okay. You guys continue to come on, brother. God willing, of course. But um, I can't hear. I can't wait to hear the banter, man. Because they, they they play twice a year, man. They play twice a year, so can't wait to hear the banter between these two brothers. But um, all right, let, let's go, let's go to my Niners, man. I I have to say that you know, I I you know I'm I'm I can't take too much out of it because not a lot of guys play. Not like, no starters play, obviously. Just like you know, with you guys there, you know, a couple of years starters there. But you know, Trey Lance is what we we as Forty Nine er fans wanted to see. And I don't think. And and what I took out of it is, you know, he went to what ten for fifteen, a hundred and something yards, and a touchdown. And that touchdown was not really a touchdown, but hey, it counts. It's you know, just like you know, a deflection through the receiver's hands that goes into the defender's hands counts as an interception. So it goes to the numbers. But nonetheless, it should have been an interception. He should have had two interceptions in that game. I took out of that. I think Trey Lance needs to be. He needs to play with the number ones, man, to be properly evaluated. I just don't think. And a guy like this, man, and you, you you give up as much as you gave up as far as the three number one picks and and everything else that you get. You, you um, moved up in the draft to get. I don't think you put him behind a number three line offensive line, number two offensive line at best. Number you know the receivers are rookies and and guys are trying to make the team. Uh, you know. You know, you just don't you just don't put him in that situation like that. It's a no win situation for him, especially coming off of an injury. You don't really you want to give him as much protection as you possibly can. You want to give him as much support as you possibly can. Um, so I don't think that Trey Lance is going to be properly evaluated if he continues to play behind the number two line, number three line, and plays with the scout team offense, uh, if you will. So I, I think that's what I took out of that. Uh, Jake Mooney, uh, come on, brother. We gave up a three. Uh, we drafted you third round. <laughs> third round for a kicker, man. Can't miss two field goals, bro. Can't miss two field goals. But, um, you know, it's preseason. He's a rookie. This is what you do. You go through the, you know, the, the growing pains, uh, if you will. So that's what I took out of that. I took, a, you know, Jake Mooney has to, you know, has to, uh, you know, make those field goals, man, because we gave up a, a great one for you. You know, Robbie Gold was still out there. So, but and we gave up, a, you know, we drafted you third round. Got to, got to make those kicks, man. And it wouldn't have made a difference in the game, but it would have made a difference in your confidence. And Trey Lance has to be behind that number one offense, but has to play with that number one offense in order to be properly evaluated uh, for sure. All right, great stuff there uh, uh, for sure. 
All right. Um, where let me, we at let me ask, okay, one, let's, let me, let me ask you one quick question, K. Walt, because I, I don't know. We, um, you probably know the answer to this. Now, with Trey Lance playing, as long as he played, is that Kyle Shanahan saying that Brock Purdy is the starter? Or has has, has Brock Purdy been named QB1? Is the job still mm-hmm. open? What, what, what's going on over there? Yes to all. No, no, no. No to the last question. The job, the job is not open. Kyle Shanahan has come out and said that after the third game of last year of, of Brock Purdy's third, after his third game playing, he knows he knows that he was he knew he was the number one quarterback. So Brock Purdy okay. has been named QB one. Yes. So right gotcha. now it's about the competition is open for the backup quarterback position between Trey Lance and uh, Sam Darnold. So yes, to answer your question, Brock Purdy is is the is the guy, and he's just been given clearance to to play uh, to practice three games in a row. I mean three practices in a row before it was one practice or two practices, and then he had a day off. But now they they eliminated and- that. He's been fully cleared. Go ahead. One last thing, and if I'm not mistaken, you got Brock, you got Brock Purdy on the cheap too, don't you? Don't yeah, you Brock Purdy him a couple hundred thousand. He don't even make a yeah, million, whatever. does he? Nah, whatever, whatever. I don't know the exact number, but whatever Mister Relevant gets, that's what he's getting. <laughs> you know, that's what he's getting he's, as far as the forty dollars. He's on the phone with James Harden right now. <laughs> hey, there's not much he can negotiate. He's still on his rookie contract, so you know there's not much he can say. I'd like you to do that, but I'm pretty sure he's got some sponsorships and some deals off the field to to, to, to help him out, though. Extension. That's what we're talking about. Extension. He said, he said extension after the first year. Yeah, <laughs> extension. Yeah, nah. if I'm QB, what? No, no, we we not going out there for eight hundred and fifty thousand. No, sir. Hey. hey, do you hey you see how big them dudes are? That's what I be telling yeah. if I'm if I'm Brock Purdy. That's what I'm telling um um John Lynch. Hey man, you see how big them dudes are? No, no, we ain't going out there for eight hundred fifty thousand. We need to renegotiate. Here's my hey, agent, James Harden. Yeah, you can't do that on, on the uh, on a rookie deal. Not this early in a rookie deal. You see, Nick Bosa is Nick Bosa sitting out right now, and he's on his fifth year. He's you know he's he's looking for that big money, but you got to go out there and earn it though. Got to go out there and earn it uh, for sure. All right, good stuff there. All right, let's do this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm gonna turn it over to Mr. E. Scott, and we're gonna do our um real quick our over under. Um, can we do that, E? Can we squeeze that in or uh, yeah, 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 that? we we we, right. we can. Um, I have okay. mine. But for time okay. says, I'm just going to get yours, and then I have okay. both my AFC and NFC, but we'll do those maybe next week. But we'll get them okay. before the season starts. But, yeah, okay. I, I got you. We did your um, NFC. NFC last week. So, mm-hmm. let's see. This week, AFC, where we at? Uh, AFC, AFC. Arizona, Seattle, San AFC North. Okay, yeah. So we're gonna start. We're gonna start with the um, AFC North. Um, okay. Cleveland and the little nasty boy. <laughs> over, oh, over, or under seven games. All right, I have the Browns um, under seven. I, I, you know, I looked at their schedule, e, and there's a lot of tough games for this Browns team, and I just don't really know what to get from this team. There's not a lot, a lot, not a lot of talent around this team. Deshaun Watson is going to be Deshaun Watson, but I don't think he can. It's going to be enough. So, I'm going to say under. I have him at four wins, so under. Okay, then we go down to Cincinnati with Joe Cool. Over or under 11 games, Cincinnati, over or under 11 games? 
Okay. Uh, this team, I have, you know, possibly making a deep run and getting into the AFC, possibly getting into the AFC championship. A lot of weapons there. Joe Burrow looks like he's back from that calf injury, but I'm going to go over, have him at 12 and 5, so over 11 wins. Okay. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, with Kenny Pickett out here faking slides, maybe they're going to bring Washington back. I don't know what's going on over there. Over or under six games. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, I have them. Um, I have them at uh, eleven wins. To be honest with you, I looked at this schedule oh, wow. and, I, and I, yeah, I have them at eleven wins. I really think this defense, and I really believe in in Pickett will get will uh, will get it done. And George Pickens, uh, Pickens um, will um, is, he's going he's a true a true number one receiver over there. Um, so I, I got him at eleven wins. So I'm gonna go over. You said over six, correct? Yeah. Okay, got over six. Okay. Yes. Okay. The the newly buffed Lamar Jackson is he is he is he taking supplements? Is he eating because he got his money? But this dude is huge. And then they got one of the best receiving yeah. cores in football. So we go yeah. Baltimore Ravens over or under eleven games. All right, this is actually a push for me. I have him at eleven and six. Um, for everything that you said, I think you know he's gonna he's he's focused. He's uh, Todd Monken, the new offensive coordinator, is listening to him. He's got Zay Flowers. He's got OBJ. He's got Mark Andrews, um, and he's got um, Rashad Bateman as well. So I have him as this is a push. Okay, so now we're gonna go to AFC South, Houston. I can't name you three players on their roster. Over or under eight games? The uh, yeah, the, the yeah the Texans. Okay, um, I have them under eight games. I have them at four and thirteen right now. I just I don't I don't think there's enough around there. I don't I don't I don't have the I don't there's not enough around there, man. I I know they have C.J. Stroud there. I know he's the number one pick. I know they got um, Will Anderson over there, and D'Amico Ryan's is my guy. I love that. I love that dude, but I don't think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a rough a first year for D'Amico Ryan's and Houston Texans. So under eight. Okay, we're gonna take it out to Indy. Peyton Manning's old stomping grounds. Over okay. or under seven games. I have them. Where where are they at? I have them at uh, at uh, six games, six and eleven. So that's going to be under seven games. Um, I know Anthony Richardson um, has been named the starter there, um, but I just don't think he has enough uh, around him either. Jonathan Taylor is coming back, even though he's out right now with that ankle, but he'll be back. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll be in, they'll be in a lot of games. Don't get me wrong; they're not going to be as bad as their their record indicates. But I guess they say you are what your record says you are. So I got him under seven. I am six and eleven. <clears throat> okay, we are under. Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry and them boys. I think Derrick Henry over there. He's somewhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, over or under nine games. Okay. I have them. Where do I have them at? Oh, okay. I have them at nine. I, I, I mean, I have them under nine. Excuse me. I have them at seven and ten. Um, I just think that uh, Ryan Tannehill is going to be the guy. I just don't think – I know D-Hop is going to be over there. Don't know what this, how long he's going to be able to stay healthy. Derrick Henry is going to – to be Derrick Henry, he's going to do what he does. Mike Vrabel is going to have those guys playing well. I just don't think it's going to be enough looking at their schedule. When I broke the schedule down, um, in my opinion, I have them 7-10. and 10. So, under – under, under, oh, under nine. Oh, 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 gotcha. Okay, Ronnie Sunshine Bass, a.k.a. Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. 
Over or okay. under 10 games? All right. Uh, e, this is a push for me. I have them at 10 and 7. Um, I, I do think these guys are going to be um, really good. I think they're going to be good enough um, within the division. I think they're going to be good enough to win a division in the South, but I just think their their non-divisional games are, are tough. But I do think they're a win. I have them at 10 and 7, so that's a push. Okay. We're going to go AFC East. New mm-hmm. England, Mac Jones, and Bill Belichick. <laughs> Over or under seven games? All right, man. This is going to be tough. I know what everything that I said earlier about Ezekiel Elliott and that defense. I don't think I know. I know uh, Kay's going to just totally disagree with me on this one. But I, looking at their schedule and looking at the breakdown uh, of their schedule. I had them at three and fourteen, man. I really do. You said Dang. that Belichick is going to be, yeah, man. Yeah, just looking at their schedule right now, man. I just don't see them winning uh, a lot of games. I think Belichick is going to be on the hot seat, like you mentioned, and they're going to be. Oh, no, damn one of those teams. They only win three games, can you hear? So I got them under seventy. That's under seven for me. <laughs> uh, let's see. Tua Tungvaloa. Right. Terry Hill. Uh, Waddle, uh-huh. the Miami Dolphins, over or yeah, under what? ten games. I have them, I have them at twelve and five. So this is over ten games for me. So I think you know this is all predicated that Tua, obviously Tua Tagovailoa, and any quarterback for that matter is is healthy. Um, it's, it's it's key for for this team. Like I think they got a wealth of talent. I know they're going to be without Jalen Ramsey until December with that knee injury, but I, I still think they have enough to get it done. Looking at their schedule, so I got them at twelve and five, so over ten. Okay, and so A. A. Ron, Benny and mm-hmm. the Jet. Uh, Over or under 11 games? Uh, I have them at uh, 10 and 7, so I have them under 11 games. I'm still not – like I mentioned earlier in the show with the signing of Dalvin Cook, I'm not too sold on this, but looking at their schedule, I think they can scrape out 10 wins, to be honest with you, and I do mean scrape out 10 wins because that's exactly what they're going to have to do. They're going to be in a dog fight every single week. So 10 and 7, under 11. Okay, Josh Allen and them boys, um, over or under 10 games? All right, I have, let me look at my here. Okay, I have them over 10 games. I have them at 11 and 6, providing that, um, providing that Josh Allen does not play hero ball. He trusts the offense, spreads the ball around to everyone. So I have them 11 and 6, over 10. Okay, so now we're going to go out west, from the division, AFC mm-hmm. West. We're going to start with mm-hmm. the Chargers of Los Angeles or San Diego. Hell, they might be mm-hmm. in Fresno. Who knows? <laughs> but the Chargers, over or under seven games? Ooh, seven games. Wow. that's I, mean, I have well over seven games. I have them at 12 and five, man. I, I think um, these guys can, uh, you know, I know, what's his name? Um, uh, I can't think of his Keenan. I can't think of his name. Kellen. Uh, the, the offensive coordinator from the, the Cowboys. I can't think of his name right now. But nonetheless. Oh, Moore. Kellen Moore, thank you, thank you. Um, and then uh, Justin, Justin Herbert, he's got to, he's got to prove that he's worth that contract. Um, hopefully, there's a, a happy um, Austin Eckler over there. They got Palmer, they got Keenan Allen. If these guys can stay healthy, they're going to be, um, they're going to be in the hunt. I'm not saying they're going to win the West, but I got, I got a feeling they're going to, to make it tough for the, for the Chiefs. So I got um, what was the number? Eleven? T- uh, I'm sorry, what was the number? Seven, seven. 
Oh, seven. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I got him at 12 and five. So, yeah, over seven. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Now we got Sierra's husband and Sean Payton, the Denver okay. Broncos, over mm-hmm. under eight games. I have them oh, – where do I have them at? Uh, nine and eight. Okay, so I have them over eight games. I, I think that Sean Payton is going to be the difference here. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, Russell Wilson will, you know, follow his lead. It's hard not to follow Sean Payton's lead. He's a no-nonsense guy. They have a really solid defense. Uh, so if Russell Wilson can play Russell Wilson-type football like he did in Seattle, I think they'll be over 500. So I got him at uh, over eight. I got him at nine and eight. <clears throat> The Raiders. Tom Brady, new Wait. owner of the Raiders, or some sort of ownership, a conservatorship. He got something to do with him over there. Over yeah. under seven games with your boy Jimmy G. Yeah, this is this is uh this is uh definitely under man. I'm looking at the schedule, man. I, I don't see a win, man. I, I think the only win that they possibly can <laughs> you know have is the, no, no, I, don't have, I have them with a window. I put, I put in here Packers. I put next to them one in 16. I put the Packers. That's the only game that I can see that them possibly winning. So I got them under seven. So <laughs> the dealer has dealt all 13 cards. It's your Two. turn to be it. I'm your partner. I look at you. Oh. I'm like, hey, okay, I can get you five. And you looking at me saying, E, I ain't got no one, dog. You going to get one book, dog. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to bet one. I'm going to bet one. You looking at me saying, hey, man, I hope this jack of clubs can walk. Because that's all I got over here. Uh, I'm going to cut somebody. I'm going to cut somebody to get that book. Don't worry about it. <laughs> last one. Pat Mahomes, and this is a red yeah. lobster loving girlfriend, over under Thirteen. Oh, actually, the wife now. Over uh-huh, under yeah. thirteen. Yeah, um, this is a really tough team, man. I got them over thirteen, man. I got them at fourteen and three. Looking at their schedule, top to bottom, this, this uh, it was hard for me to to, to see any losses, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. But I had to throw some in there because so you I know no one's going to go. Gonna gonna win. Win. You said the Raiders not going to win any. And KC's not going to lose any. Why? Why no, did they end up beating KC? <laughs> right, I know, I know. I, I gave the Raiders one win. I said they were going to be one in sixteen. I, I, I was hard for me to get that one, but yeah, you're right. But you pretty, pretty much, yeah, you're right. But yeah, I I, I had to find a, a, a loss somewhere for the Chiefs. I just don't think anybody's going to go undefeated. I don't think anybody's going to go defeated, if you will. If that's the thing. <laughs> gotcha. So I got you locked in. We will revisit those. Uh, Special K, you still with us? Yeah, he's still. Okay. Ready to mute though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yo. Okay, yeah. Okay, we don't have time for me to go through the whole ones from you. So what I'm going to get from you, I want division winners. We're doing the AFC tonight. So we're going to start with the AFC North. You got Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, and Ravens. Who wins that division? Flop, Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm locking you in. And um, let's see where we at. AFC South, Houston, Indy, Tennessee, Jacksonville. Jackson, Duval. <laughs> okay, I got you locked in. AFC East, New England, Miami, the Jets, and Buffalo. Mm. Um, give me Buffalo. I'm going to go with Buffalo again. Wow. 
Okay, and last one, AFC West. The Chargers, Denver, the Raiders, and KC. <laughs> Who wins that division? Chargers never don't win. And, um, <laughs> Denver got a lot to prove, so I'm going to go with Denver. Over KC? Who's going to probably win the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see you've been drinking I think, tonight. I think, I think, I think KC going to fall off a little bit because, you know, Eric is going to be felt. But they can still beat the break. Even if they fall off, they can still beat the breaks off everybody in that division. But nevertheless, <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you locked in. Um, we we yeah. I, I I recorded it, so we will revisit at the end of the season. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Um, um, can you take us where you want us to go? Because I see we're up against the clock. Uh, yeah, yeah, we up against the clock. I have to get this one ticket. I know we. I wanted to introduce a new uh, in, uh, segment, but um, if we have time at the end of your segment, yeah, I'll, I'll we'll revisit that because I definitely want to get your thoughts and opinions on that. But one ticket, um, I'll, I'll forego the pause there. But I have to get your thoughts and opinions on this one, Eve, because this is strictly for you. But um, I'm going to pr- uh, pr- uh, present it to you as well, Kay. But all right, one ticket, and ladies and gentlemen, the one ticket segment is I'll give you one. T- I'll give you four events. One ticket. You use that one ticket to to, to uh, go to any of these four events. You can only go to one. So, E, I try to make this as difficult as possible. I think you got to know what you're going to uh, lean towards, but I'm going to have to ask it anyway for our listeners. All right, the four events. The first one is you got Grambling at LSU on uh, September 9th of this year. These are all games this year. Second game is Falcons at Saints. Uh, the eighth uh, week, eighteen January sixth or January seventh, it may be it may be flexed. That's around your birthday. Keep that in mind. You know, had to throw that in there. <laughs> then the third one we got Southern at Grambling, the Bayou Classic on November twenty fifth, and then we got the Grambling homecoming game versus Alabama A and M on uh, October fourteenth. E you got one ticket, those four events. Which one are you using that ticket for? Okay. We're going to scratch <laughs> out Southern Grambling because I actually literally oh, wow. do have tickets to that one. I mean, so ah, that's, not a, that's, that's not a hypothetical. Okay. That was on okay. the book. So okay. I want to do that okay. one. Uh, I've seen the Saints at Falcons, and I've seen the Falcons at Saints. I've seen both of those where we play them okay. both ways. Then we had the LSU Southern game where LSU going to blow the doors off of Grambling, but we will get that $2 million check. So I'm going to go to homecoming because okay. homecoming is okay. always a great thing. I mean, I've been to homecoming many, many times when I was a student since I've graduated, but homecoming is a really, really good time. And we play we play um, LSU at LSU in Baton Rouge, which is about 45 mm-hmm. minutes north of New Orleans. And Baton Rouge okay. is dreadful. It is not New Orleans. Not nothing even close. So, yeah, I'm not trying to spend any time in Baton Rouge. It don't have to be. Because if I would go to that game, after the game, we would just shoot down New Orleans anyway. But since I'm going to be in New Orleans in November, it, which also, I mean, I, I think that's going to be an interesting game. But I'm cool watching that one on TV. Um, so I'd go to homecoming. 
Okay. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I, yeah, I thought, you know, I didn't know you had the, obviously, I didn't know you had the tickets to, to Southern and Grambling, but uh, I thought that's yeah. where you were going to lean towards yeah, anyway. My, my, my youngest son just started at Grambling last week. Well, his first oh, day nice. class was Monday. But, yeah, so I would go oh. see him. That, 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 okay. That's what we would do. Because, like, even when my oldest son was at Grambling, I used to go hang out with him um, for homecoming. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would I would just do that. But, yeah, um, yeah, I'm definitely going. I'll definitely be at Classics. All right, good stuff, good stuff, man. Uh, uh, okay, let me ask you the same question, man. I know you, you know, you're not a grandma guy, or are you a grandma guy? Where, you're not a grandma guy, right? Well, K, K got people in South Louisiana. That's where his dad okay. is. Okay. 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 So, Kay, what, what say what say you about this one ticket? What, which one would you use this uh, the ticket for? If you need me to repeat them, uh, let me know. No, 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 no. You ain't got to repeat. I'm going to the class. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, you, you ain't got to repeat now. I'm going to, I'm going to the class. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, Good stuff, Dick. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. That's why I thought you both would lean towards, uh, to be honest, right? I didn't know you already had tickets, though, E, but good stuff there, Kay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes that uh, segment there. What we're going to do, we're going to take a quick pause here. When we come back, if you don't know, if you're a long-time listener, you know. If you're a first-time listener, stay on your toes because it's about to get uh, really interesting. We'll, we'll see how uh, this one goes. It's, it's going to be uh, E. Scott's entertainment segment. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's Sports Talk with Kay Walk and E. Scott. Never had it so good sports radio. Uh, <laughs> how you do that, death? How you do that, death? New Orleans, Baton Rouge. How you do that, death? Let me get a face, Charles. How you do that, death? Shreveport, Mississippi. How you do that, death? Alabama, Atlanta. How you do that, death? Florida, Arkansas. How you do that, death? Say, who that? Guys, this is actually a great rematch from 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 the last time. Uh, same category, song lyrics, but this time these are non hip hop lyrics. Some of them are R and B. We got a little blue eyed soul in there. Um, just a mixture of songs, but they're all popular songs that you've heard of. As always, I'm going to give you the artist and the um and the, and a lyric. I just need you to give me the group or solo artist or whatever who sings the song. Um, we got 20 of them on the board. Uh, K-Y, one last time. We're going to start with you. One through 20. All right, let's do number uh, one. So number one. Number one, by Earth, Wind, and Fire, the elements of the universe. The song is, love, I'm craving your body. Is this real? Temperatures rising. I don't want to feel I'm in the wrong place to be real. The rivers, the rivers that we hear. That is the correct answer. Rivers by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Special K. Let me get 13, man. Oh, 13. Number 13. New edition. Here's your uh-huh. lyrics. On a perfect day, I know oh, that man. I can count on you. When that's not possible, tell me, can you win the storm? And I need some. Name of the song. Who will stand by me? Do the good times and bad times. She will always. 
be right there. Always be right there. Sunny days. Name of the song. Everybody look. Name of the song. Can you stand the rain? That is correct. That that is correct. K Walk, we owe you. That brother was singing old song, man. Oh man. Oh. He, he, what's my man name on Martin? Don't you know no good? Okay. <laughs> Elroy. Elroy. Uh, well, all right, where were we at? Uh, give me number uh, 20. Oh, three daily numbers, too. Three daily numbers. Okay, number number 20. George Michael. I'm never going to dance again. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. So it's easy to pretend. I know you're not a fool. Oh, yeah, no, I know. I'm trying to think. Um, Careless Whispers, final answer. That is correct. Careless Whispers is the final, is the correct answer. Okay. 14. Uh, one, four. Wild Cherry is the name of the group. The lyric. Yes, they were dancing and singing and moving to the groove. And just when it hit me, somebody turned around and shouted. <laughs> Come on. What is that? Huh? Um, oh, yeah. Yes, they were dancing and singing and moving to the groove. And just when it hit me, somebody turned around and shouted. I have no okay. idea who this is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I do not K-Walk, know. K-Walk, you can see Play that funky music, white boy. <laughs> Play that oh, funky music. Play that funky music till you, til you die. Til you die. Mm. That, is, that is correct. K-Walk, who are you? All right, give me number where we at. Um, number four. Number four. <clears throat> number four. Four on the floor. Phil Collins. Ooh. Well, if you told me you were drowning, I would not lend a hand. I <sighs> see your face before, but I don't know if you know oh, what it yeah. is. Um. Uh. I can see it falling in the air tonight. Yeah, that Mike, that Mike Tyson tell me from uh, oh. hungover in the air tonight. <laughs> yeah. And I've been waiting for this moment for all of that. Is correct. That's the correct answer. Uh, okay, we on you. Fifteen. What we at? Fifteen. Fifteen. The artist is Patti LaBelle. Here's your lyric. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? Um, Milan Rouge. No, that's the other little girl. Um, Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? Itchy, kitchy, yeah, 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 yeah. I know the song. Got going that, on the that. Line. Because mm-hmm. uh, Christina Aguilera remade it. Yeah, um, you're right. I don't know the name, though. I'm not prepared. <laughs> K-Walk, you know the name? Yeah, Lady Marmalade. 
final answer. That is correct. Lady yeah. Marmalade is the, Lady Marmalade is the correct answer. I uh, still got three daily doubles out there, so okay, you still alive. Uh K Walk, we on you. All right, let's see here. Let's go to number eight here. <clears throat> uh, number eight, your artist, T L C your lyrics. <laughs> Lonely mother gazing out of the window. Staring at her son that she just can't touch. And any time she'll be by his side. But he doesn't realize he hurts her so much. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Please stick to the rivers and the lakes that, and the you, lakes used that you used to. <laughs> waterfalls, right? Yes, that is that that is that okay. is the correct answer. That is the correct answer. Uh, Special K, you got a lot. You you got explaining to do. Uh, <laughs> let me let me get let me One six. Yeah, one six. Daily Devil. <laughs> you have five. K Walk has five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. You can Jeez, risk up the ten. Let me get the ten then. Okay, here is your lyric. You pause. Oh, so you already know no this one. Your group, <laughs> Tony Tony. No, I I lost it on my page. Uh, <laughs> Tony Tony Tony. Oh, you know this, bro. Maybe you could go on the east coast or the other side of town. It never rains. There you go. Name of the song. Um, um, it never rains in Southern California. That there is correct. Tim, that is that is correct. Uh, K. Walk, we on you. All right, all right. <clears throat> Where are we at? Number two. Give me number two. <clears throat> number two, number two, number two. Robert Sylvester Kelly, the R, Ooh, is your R. Okay. All right. Here's your clue. So give me that two, two. Give me that beep, beep. Mm-hmm. Rolling my hands through my fro, bouncing on 24s. Uh, let's say that new red is the remix to ignition, hot and fresh out the kitchen. Mama, Mama rolling that body, got every man in here with it, sipping on coke and rum. So what I'm drunk. That is the correct. That is the correct answer about that, that, that nasty dude, Robinson Kelly. Uh, the artist, the Watson. art, not the artist, right? That is correct. Special <laughs> uh, K. Seventeen. Number number seventeen. Mary J. Blige is your artist. Here's your clue. Ooh. We don't need no hateration, holleration <laughs> in this dancer reap. Um, I don't know the name, but I'm gonna go with dance for me. <laughs> Pick it next Friday. Pick it next Friday. <laughs> right. uh, K-Walk, you can steal. Yeah, family affair, final answer. Family affair is the correct answer, and mm-hmm. we're on you. All right, give me number three. 
Number three, number three. Michael Jackson is your artist. Here's your clue. Mother always told me, be careful what you do. Don't go around breaking young girls' heart. <laughs> she came and oh, really? oh. me to the smell of sweet perfume. It happened much too soon. She came into a room. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Billy Jean is not my love. <laughs> Follow that. That, <laughs> that is correct. Billy Jean is correct. <laughs> Yeah, you. Yeah, you need to get some. Of, you need to get some of these songs right. Uh, <laughs> we got, we got five, six, seven, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, eighteen, nineteen. 18, we got a plethora. Yeah, I have that. Number eighteen, number eighteen. Your artist is Babyface, Kenneth Babyface Edmonds. Here's your lyrics. Somebody told me that the trouble is home. Because we never talk a lot when we spend time alone. And how are we supposed to know know that something is wrong? Well, we got a right to communicate. It keeps a happy home. Enjoying high school. When we go to work, I hope the things we talk about can't wait till we get home. And we got a way of talking. Hey man, I'll be the song the whole song. I listen to the prior the ears like a bug right now, boy. <laughs> they probably tuned out. I know it's crazy. I know the word, but I can't. I, I'm trying to get to the hook. <laughs> I'm trying to get to the hook, man. Um, Whatever you want, woo! It's all right with me. All right with me. All right with me, cause you got. Yeah, God, that's the answer. Whip appears. There you go. You said too much. I knew it. <laughs> I was going to say that same part, too. <laughs> Whip appears is the correct answer. K-Walk, we owe you. All right, you're number five. Number five. Number five. What number five at? Oh, by Prince. The purple mm. one. Okay. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. And that's your word, life means forever, but that's a mighty long time. I'm here to tell you that's something else. The afterlife. A world of love and happiness. You can always see the sun, day, or night. You got it? Yeah, I got it. No, no, I don't know what you finish. Uh, let's go crazy, final answer. <laughs> that is correct. Let's go crazy is the correct answer. Uh, so, okay, we back on you. We got six, we don't seven, do 19, nine. You said 19? Yeah. 19, mm-hmm. your artist is Escape, oh. Tamika Scott and them. Oh. Every man wants a, every, sorry, every man wants a woman where him and her can just chill. What? The oh. Every man wants a where, where he, him and her can just chill. The two of them alone kick back and do their own thing. 
Oh, I was about to sing. I was about to sing this lyric. So you got twice as many as Special K. So I'll bet half of that. So I'll do 25. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your artist is Luther. Okay. Your crew. Mm. A chair, still a chair. Oh, man. Even when there's no <laughs> one sitting there. And even when you use it to beat the hell out of somebody in, in Alabama. But <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a house is not a home. <laughs> that 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 is that is correct. Uh, I think you might have put it. I think you might have put it out of reach there. Oh, okay. Um, let me see. We got a couple more left though. We got. I'm showing seven, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. That's what I have as well. Let me get twelve. Uh, number twelve. Your artist is Whitney Houston, or there's a version by by Randy Watson. Both sang the song. Here's your lyrics. Oh, I believe yeah. the children of the future. Teach you well. That's the dude from Come to America. <laughs> Teach you well. Let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride. Make it easier. Sexy chocolate, get up my bed. Sexy chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now you know, you know how y'all be arguing talking about. No, no. I'm right, trying to like try, I'm yeah, trying right, to right. it in my head, man. I can't. I can't. God dang it. Uh, um, I don't know the name me, though. Okay, I'm gonna say children. Uh, we, we the children. Because uh, no, because because the. Greatest love of all. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. That, 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 is, that is correct answer. Second shot. Get out of my bed. Second shot. I told you that boy could sing. I told you that boy could sing. Yeah, good. I, I, <laughs> I got 9, 10, and 11. All right. Uh, you got 7? Oh, yeah, I didn't scroll up for enough, yeah. All right, I got seven. I'll take seven. Number seven, Maze or Beyonce, Jay-Z You make me happy, this you can bet. I stood by the side, and I won't forget, because I really love you. You should know. I want to make Before sure. I I like, oh, my bad. My bad. No, that is correct. Before I let Before go, I is the correct go. answer. <laughs> By Beyonce or Maze and Frankie Beverly. Uh, uh, okay. 9, 10, and 11. One of them is the Daily Double. Let me do that 10 piece chicken. Number 10 <laughs> is the Daily Double. Okay. Mm. <laughs> 
okay, you have 10, 15, 20, 20, you 30, and K-Wall got a bunch. Let me see. That's 50, 75. He got 80. Someone's just going to put you down for all of them. <laughs> uh, I mean, you want to yeah, you want to go you want you want to go a blind six? Yeah, I mean, I'm all, yeah. in, uh, <laughs> all money, all money. Okay, your artist, boys to men. Here's your clue. <clears throat> we belong together, and you know that I'm right. How could you love me and leave me and? For say goodbye when I can't sleep at night without holding you tight, girl. Each time I try, I just break down and cry. Oh, Spinning in my head, oh I'm gonna be dead. Oh, nine. Oh, I didn't see oh, did, did you have another no, one? No, like, no, 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 no. I didn't see nine there. I, oh, okay. I didn't mark nine off. So I'm, I'll go with nine. Number nine. Your artist is Belle Bib DeVoe. Here's uh, your clue. <clears throat> it's driving me out of my mind. Oh, That's why That's it's hard why it's for, hard me, to for me to Can't get it out of my head. Mr. Kiss a lover. False food yeah. dead. That girl is really poison. Final answer. <laughs> Never trust a big butt and a big smile. Butt and a smile. <laughs> last, last clue, uh, Special K, it goes to you. Your group is Jodeci. Your clue. Oh. So you're having my baby. And it means and so, it much, means to so me. much to me. There's nothing more precious, nothing more precious. than raise a family. family. If there's any doubt in your mind, you <laughs> can count on me. <laughs> I what's what's the name of the song? Lady, believe in me. Um, you and I. Funny. Funny. That is oh, wrong. That is that is oh. real wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know the words. All yeah. you gotta do, got do is get to the hook. Get to the hook. That ain't you and I. No. Nah. What it is, yeah, it's uh remember Martin when Shanae was singing it, Forever My Lady. Well she was saying That's Forever My Lady. Forever Shanae. Forever My Lady. <laughs> <laughs> now they do there is a verse that says you and I but no, the name of the song is Forever My Lady. Yeah, you and I they got a song on you and I, too, though. Yeah, I think they do. You're correct. But uh, let's see. So 30, 40, 50, 60. Impressive showing, K, uh, Special K. But K-Walk has uh, 75, 80, 85, 90. Uh, K-Walk, if you got some approved music we could play. Well, I guess not. So, uh, when is it not? Oh, it's coming? Is the computer buffering? Hello? 
Hello? My bad. My bad there, guys. I uh I got disconnected there. Yeah, so um what was what would you say, E? I didn't, I didn't catch that last part. Oh, no, I was just saying I was saying you're the winner. If you have some approved okay. music we could play, go ahead and hear it. All right, <laughs> stay tuned, here we go. <laughs> Medals round my neck because I won, I won Now my mama check because I won, I won I am making bad do what I want Yeah, guys, so that was a good one. You you guys do well with the song lyrics. Um, even the ones that you don't know the name of the song, Special K, you seem to know the, the words. So, yeah, you just, you know, you, you got to step your lyric knowledge up a little bit. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so that it was a good game. That's all I got. Um, K Walk, if you wanna we got about five minutes left. You got something you wanna to touch on or if you wanna take us on home, the floor is yours, no, sir. We'll take it on home. We don't wanna go into overtime. We got five minutes left, so we ended uh perfectly there. Special K, thank you so much as always, brother, for joining us, man, and making the show uh, a lot livelier than, than it is, uh, than it was. Um, appreciate you coming on each and every week, man. If you could do that, man, for sure, for sure. We appreciate that. Like I do always, ladies and gentlemen, I want to leave you guys with something. <clears throat> Tonight I'll leave you with this. We can't help everyone, but everyone can help someone. All right? For E. Scott, I am K. Walk. For Sports Talk with K. Walk and E. Scott, we'll never had it so good sports radio. God willing, we'll talk to you next week.